From the Quadesh Family Church, Apostle Joel Obobasa will inspire you with anointed, practical, and down-to-earth Bible-based teachings that will refresh, energize, and motivate you to do your best for God. Join the Apostle now as he ministers the Word of God. What a beautiful song to begin 2023 he that has my commandments he it is that loves me isn't it the one who has the commandments and obeys them he it is that loves me amen what a blessing happy new year to everybody again why don't you go around and wish three more people a happy new year find three separate people Wish them a happy new year. Yes. Wow, you didn't forget me this time. Happy new year. <laughs> wow. What a blessing. <laughs> I'm not forgotten today. Happy new year. <laughs> happy new year, Mo. Beautiful. Hallelujah. What a blessing. A blessing. It's a blessing to be alive. Amen. And a blessing to get to see this new year. Hallelujah. And I know that God is going to do some good things this year. What a blessing. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and thank Him for another chance to begin. Amen. And you may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. Yes. Um. I believe that a new year is a good thing. Amen. Because it gives you a chance to start over. Amen. That no matter how things have been and no matter what has worked or didn't work, you get a chance to start over. Amen. And to do a new thing and to do things again. Hallelujah. I believe that God is, you know, I don't know what 2022 was like for you in terms of your summary of it. But I just want you to know that as long as God has allowed you to cross over, it means there's hope. Amen. It means you have another chance. Do you get it? Even God makes things over. He starts when he realizes that what he was doing has become some way. Do you know the meaning of some way? <laughs> some way means not quite as you intended it to be. Yes. <laughs> and then he makes it over. You know, I was reading a verse, Jeremiah. Go to the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah and chapter 18, Jeremiah chapter 18, and from verse number one, Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse number one, hallelujah. I'm going to read it from the uh, New Living Translation. 
It says, the Lord gave me, gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. You know, God is very interesting in how he communicates with his people. You know, God can send you to a place and based on what you see there, speak to you or give you instruction. You know, I find that God shows me a lot of things by looking at things. You know, yeah, by just by just looking at things. I can look at anything and I can see God just showing me so many things in many things. You know, so he says that God told him, mind you, God is already speaking to him, but, but God wants him to be in a certain context so that what he is about to say will be very clear. Do you get it? So God speaks to him and says, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. Amen. He says, so I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. Can you see it? So you see that God is showing him how he works. And then he said, so he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Hallelujah. He crushed it into a lump of clay again. So, you know, sometimes it would seem like your life is being reset. It would seem like you haven't really gained anything. It seems like you haven't advanced. It seems like when you should have gone forward, it feels like you've gone backwards. But the purpose of that is that God is starting over. That means God is giving you another chance to become what he originally intended. Are you getting it? Yeah, because some people would have accepted the mess that clay and and just taking it like that you know i know a certain place where you know when when people are doing things for you and um it doesn't turn out very well they just say take it like that <laughs> this is this is as good as it gets just just take it <laughs> you you get it yeah but god is not like that god takes his time to go to the original plan you get it? By crushing what he has begun and starting it over. God is not afraid to start over. Amen. And you must not be afraid to start over. You must not feel too old to start over. Because there are some things, if you don't start over, you can't really fix what it is. It will be twisted forever. <laughs> Do you see? It will be twisted forever. It will be crooked forever. It will never have the right look. But God wants to give you a chance at the right look. In spite of the mistakes, in spite of the errors, in spite of the stubbornness, the rebellion, the disobedience, these are all the things that create twistedness in our lives. And they make things that should have gone straight end up going a certain way. And being crooked, things that should have been easy become very complicated. Things should have gone up, go down. Things that should have gone down, go up. 
you know, because we are not so easy to handle and we're not so easy to deal with. We're not, God is not able to get us to obey sometimes very simple instructions, you know, which would lead to great things and great outcomes in our lives. And yet, instead of giving up on us and saying, well, this is how this thing is going to be, or this is how this person is going to be, instead of just accepting that this person is a failure, or this situation is a failing situation, or this situation is one that we can't do anything about, he rather chooses to give it another chance by crushing it and starting over. Hallelujah. Yeah, crushing it and starting over. And when you see God crushing someone or crushing something, you may think it is because he's through with it or it is because he's about to chuck it into the bin, but that's not what he's doing. His purpose is to start over. Many people have a new chance. I want you to see today as a day for a new beginning. Hallelujah. You have to let go of 2022 and accept 2023. You know, if you keep holding on to 2022, you will not have space in your hand to contain what God has for you in 2023. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So let go of 2022. Good or bad, good days, bad days, there is a new beginning there's a new chance. We are at a new place. We've never been here before. We've never seen 2023 before. We're very familiar with 2022, but not 2023. Hallelujah. So don't approach it with presumption. Do you understand? Take some decisions. Decide to do some things in a new way. Amen. Decide to do some things in a new way. On our way here, we saw some people who had parked their cars somewhere and they were just going for, uh, I think they were going hiking and they were going to walk up some mountain or something like that. It's a good day. (laughs) Do you see? It's a good day. And it doesn't matter how many times you've tried to do that. It's a good opportunity to do it again. Can I have an amen? It says, but the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. Do you understand? Yes, and sometimes things don't turn out as we had hoped. Can you think of anything that didn't turn out as you had hoped? Yes. Some things don't turn out as we had hoped. Our commitment to it was disappointed. We didn't get out of it what we thought we would get out of it, you know. And it's about everything. Sometimes some jobs don't turn out as we had hoped. Do you understand? Yeah, sometimes some decisions, some choices, even people, people in our lives don't turn out as we had hoped, as we had hoped. But thank God that it's not over. He says that he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Hallelujah. Yes, started over. He says, then the Lord gave me this message. Oh, Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Hallelujah. 
He said, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands. Hallelujah. God wants to remold you. And God wants to reshape you. God wants to give you another chance. God wants to give you new keys. And God wants to do it again. And you know, some of the things that God is going to do, they are the same old things. The difference is that he wants to do it. Do you understand? Sometimes it was you who was doing it before. But now God is saying, do it. You're doing it. Peter went to fish and toiled all night and caught nothing. He caught nothing. Then Jesus came and Jesus said he should let down his net. You know, and I think he was really tempted not to do so. But he said, Lord, I'll do it. I know I've done this all night and it has yielded nothing. But because you say so, I will do it. I will do it. And when he did it, lo, behold, he caught the greatest catch of his entire career. So much so that he retired on that day. <laughs> enough, for, enough fish for a lifetime. He said, I don't even need to do this anymore. You know, I want to follow you instead. Hallelujah. If you know how you can tweak what I'm doing and make it yield this result, then I don't even want what I'm doing. I want you who makes such things possible. Can I have an amen? So I want you to know there's hope. Amen? There's hope. And don't let this year quickly descend into something ordinary. Do you understand? The good feeling you have about this new beginning, you must hold on to it. You must hold on to it. You must remind yourself that you are in a new place. You are in a new year. You are in a new season. You are in a new era of your life. You are in a brand new era of your life. Even the fact that your age will change should tell you you are not the same. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, those who are 23 are going to be 24. Those who are 24 are going to be 25. You get it? And those of us who are 30 years old are going to be 31. You see? And those who are 45 will be 46. You are a brand new person in a brand new place. You don't know this place and don't descend into ordinariness. But walk every day of this year believing that you have a new chance at a new beginning. And God will surely do some good things and some great things. Can I have an amen? Put your hands together for the Lord and be blessed. Hallelujah. Now, um, last night we were talking about, I introduced to you, our year of being thankful. Amen. Amen. And today, I want us to continue um, understanding why and what our theme for the year is. Amen. Amen. But to do so, I want us to hear it from the one that God gave the theme to. Amen. Amen. 
Now, if you go in your Bibles again with me, I, I, I want us to go to the Bible again, Psalms 133. If you go to Psalms 133, just so we understand um, who is who and who is what in this church. Amen. Amen. So in Psalm 133, we read a psalm, okay? It says, how wonderful and pleasant it is. Okay? Okay, I'll, I'll read it from the King James this time. It says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Amen. Amen. It's a good thing and it's a pleasant thing when brethren dwell together in unity. Amen. Amen. Then it says, verse 2, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down the skirts of his garments. Amen. Amen. Now, what we're reading in verse 2 is showing us the journey of the anointing. Amen. He's showing us the profile of the anointing. That when you encounter an anointed person, it's important to know where he fits in the picture. Are you getting it? So the Bible is saying clearly that oil was poured upon the head of Aaron. Do you see? And then that oil trickled down from his head through his beard and then into his garments all the way to the skirts or the hem of his garments. Are you getting it? Now, it's important for us to understand that when you're part of a body, you should know where God is pouring the oil. Do you understand? Where the original mandate is. Now, I know there are some people who end up not being interested at all in such things. They are just content to deal with the skirts. <laughs> do, do, do you understand? But everybody must have a clear understanding where God is pouring the oil. The beginning, you need to know and be interested in the source of the fountain that you're experiencing. Do you understand? What is the root of it? Where is it? Because where it is and what that source is saying, that's what God is going to honor. You get it? So you see that like Aaron, every priest has garments. Every priest has garments and coverings that make him look beautiful. Do you see? But just like you, your garments are not you. What I mean is that we can't take off Pastor Charles's jacket, you get it, and name it Charles. Can, can we borrow your jacket? Hopefully there are no holes in your shirt. Okay, right. When, when, when we get hold of 
Pastor Charles's jacket. This is not Charles. Are you getting it? This thing is not Charles. It is the fact that it is worn by Charles that makes us now define Charles by this. And sometimes we'll call him the man in the black jacket. Do you see what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, it's as though his identity is being given by the jacket. But rather, it is he who gives life to the jacket. That's right. are, you, are you getting it? Yeah. And everybody must understand that in this church, God has called somebody. Do you understand? And it is what God gives to that person. You know, the, the rest of us are like garments that decorate or that make us or make others see that person. Because, you know, without this, Pastor Charles cannot even come out of his house. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? He'll be stuck in the room. <laughs> do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So your garments have a role to play. They help you get to places. But the garments are not you. God knows exactly who is who and who he has called. Does it make sense? Oh, yeah. Yes, he knows who he has got. And he knows where he pours the oil. And so the oil you see on Aaron's garments and Aaron's um, um, skirts and so on, it's not an original oil that Aaron, or that the skirt has been given by itself. But it's a derivative grace that is coming upon it because it is associated with the source on which God is pouring the oil. Does, does it make sense? Yes. That's what is happening. Not only in our church, in any ministry. But this is something that you may easily not understand. Do you understand? Because when people see a person, you find sometimes they talk so much about how the person is dressed. Oh, I like your red dress. I like your red dress. So everything is, is about the red dress. And often people don't even say much about the person who is inside the dress. So if you have a person who is bold, he will tell you it's me, not the dress. <laughs> yeah. I know someone, when you tell them, oh, man, you, this, this is very nice, or you're looking as though it's the person. It's not, it's, not, it's not the skirt. It's not a beautiful skirt. It's a nice person wearing a skirt that has made it look beautiful. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So we need to understand clearly what is happening. And that is why we must be interested in Aaron himself. The one on whose head the oil is coming. And not be obsessed with the garments. Are you getting it? Because the garments can go away. The garments can be changed. And sometimes you find people who don't understand this. When they see garments that have been separated from the source of the oil. They follow the garment. And soon realize that it's just a heap. <laughs> it's just a heap of clothing. <laughs> The one you must connect to is the one inside those garments. Because it is he who gives life to those garments. He gives shape to those garments. He, he brings out 
Even the beauty of those garments. That's why you go to a shop and they need some. At least they can't even find a human being to wear. At least a, a, a mannequin should wear it. Because without that, we'll never see the beauty of what has been made. Are you understanding it? Yes. And so, in our church, we have someone on whom God is pouring the oil. And all of us who are associated with him and are gathered around him are recipients of the oil that is coming upon him and is coming all the way down. And anyone who is connected and remains connected to the body also gets the share. As the Lord is pouring whatever is in that oil, it just keeps coming down and it just keeps coming down. You know, the fragrance of the oil at this level is the same fragrance at that level. What I mean is the oil doesn't smell differently down here. If it is olive oil that is poured, it doesn't become coconut oil when it gets down here. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, what is being experienced up here is what will be experienced down here. But you need to know that the source is not down here. The source is up there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's why we talk about our prophet. That's why we talk about our pastor. That's why we talk about our bishop. We call him different names. We call him our father. We call him our pastor. We call him our prophet. We call him our daddy. We call him the evangelist. We call him our teacher. We call him so many different names. So many different names. And it's so many different names because he is so many different things to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you met uh, any of my kids and you ask them, who is your dad? They'll point to me. And if you ask them, who is your provider? They'll point to me. And say, whose house do you live in? They point to me. And say, who drove you here? They'll point to me. So you see, it's the same person, different names, different names, different, but it's because he's different things, different things to those people. I hope it makes sense to you. Yes. And so what God gives to him, what the direction God gives to him concerning the church is something you must be interested in. It's something you must be eager to hear. You must be eager and interested in relating with it. Don't just say that, oh, the government has it or the government will give it to us. No, you must be interested in the source. Are you hearing me? Because... That's where it's all coming from. Because beard, sometimes it's shaved. <laughs> you get it? So if your whole connection is a man's beard, that's what you're holding on to. When he shaves it off, you go with it. <laughs> you're no longer a part of the body. If you're only connected to the garments, when those garments are taken off, that's it. That is it. Have you not taken off you know, some garment, some jeans, some shirt or something and left some money in it. And then you walked away thinking you still had that money only to find out that that money remained with what was left. That's how it is. You go, you, 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 you take the garment and the garment can be taken off. Do you understand? So those who don't have a connection with the person, they often fall off. 
when they are attached to just the garment. Do you see? But you need to have a real connection and interest in the man himself. Because that's where God is pouring the oil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you see, we give you so many opportunities to connect to the man. Like we have flow prayer services, which he holds himself on Monday nights. We also have flow church now. Flow church is now a real church. It's not just something, you know, some pandemic related something that is happening. Now, but now we do have a real internet church. Do you see? Which he pastors himself and which every one of us has the opportunity and obligation indeed to connect to and be a part of. And it happens on, it, 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 for, for us a Saturday night, isn't it? Yes, it happens on Sunday morning where he is, but it's on Saturday nights for us. And so Saturday nights, we must tune in to the floor church because what he's saying there concerns us. You see, it concerns you. It's not some, you know, desirable something that we wish you would do. <laughs> Say amen. amen. Right? So flow prayers, which is on Monday night, and flow church, which is on Saturday night. And there's another flow prayer session on Thursday night. But especially the Monday night one. Do you get it? It's something that we must all join. And that's one of the reasons why we don't even have Wednesday church anymore. For those of you who have been here long enough, you know, we used to come here on Wednesday nights. We used to come and have church on Wednesday nights. Yes. But now we don't do that. We just have our little basenta meeting um, um, online and, and that's it. But one of the reasons for that is because we now have flow church and flow prayers on Monday nights. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So your weekday fellowship and interaction with the word of God, your weekday nourishment actually comes from there. Amen. And I need all of you to participate in that. Can I have an amen? We must hear him because that's who God has given us. That's where God is pouring the oil. That's where God, even when God intends for it to go to the garments, he pours it at the top. Do you understand? And he keeps pouring and he keeps pouring. And the more he pours, the more it travels. The more it travels, the more likely it is to reach everyone. Every one of us will have, our lives will be affected. The blessing, I'm saying that the scent of the oil at the top is the same scent at the bottom. It's the same kind of oil. So whatever the oil is doing at the top, it will do for us even at the bottom. All the way here in Los Angeles, the oil will bless us. If it's bringing good health, you also experience it. If it's bringing prosperity, you also experience it. If it's bringing love, you also experience it. But we need to respect that, that flow, respect that order. Do you see? Don't be in it and it's like you have one foot in and the other foot out. You see, you're hanging loosely to it. No, that's not what you should do. Be in it properly. Say amen. amen. 
Have you shared an umbrella with someone before? You see that you can never get under properly. You see, and so even though it seems you are protected, but you come out wet. If you have the kind of rain we had last night, you will see that, and sometimes you see some of these people, they cheat you. You get it. You even prefer to walk without them. <laughs> so at least you know, you know that you don't have any protection and you walk faster and you run and so on. But you see this person just deceiving you and pretending that they are sharing their umbrella with you and they've taken most of it. You get even the fact that they are holding it here. <laughs> you see, it's, it's the first sign that there's no hope for you. Ah, she has one. Yeah. You see, the fact that she's holding the umbrella, you know, I mean, look at me, a big man, a big man like me. <laughs> you get it? And then I invite you to share this with me. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I, I, I am secure. <laughs> you see, and I put it under here. And so you come under the umbrella and you, everybody thinks you are protected and covered. And you are not. You end up getting wet. Because you've been deceived by this person. Look at the umbrella, this small size. <laughs> you see, but sometimes people feel obliged to share it. What I'm saying is that there are some of you who are under this umbrella, but you are more like this. Do you see? Yes, you are under it enough such that when they ask, Where are you? it will be accurate to say that you are under the umbrella. But look at you, you're wet. Much of what this umbrella is supposed to do, it's not doing for you. Yes. It's not doing it. And sometimes when you are at the end of the umbrella, you get even more wet. (laughs) Because the water actually drips in an organized way on you. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So if you say that I belong to Bishop Dag's church and I am one of his sheep and one of his children, then be under it properly. Because I hear him praying all the time. Lord, I bless my children. Lord, I pray for my children. I pray for all the people who have been, you have given me. Are you one of those people he's praying for? Are you one of those people? You should not leave the Lord confused about who he should bless. You should not leave the Lord wondering, is he one of them or not? Because God knows who he has called. And God knows what assignment he has given him to do. And when God sends somebody, he works with the person. Do you understand? He works with the person. Look at the book of, um, um, I think it's, it's Matthew. No, Mark chapter uh, 16. Mark chapter 16 and verse number 20. Mark chapter 16 and verse 20. Look at that verse. So they went forth and preached everywhere. Can you see that? They went forth and did what? Preached everywhere. And what was happening? It says the Lord working with them. And confirming the word with signs following. So when God, now this is, this is the verse that follows 
15, look at 15. He said to them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Can you see that? So he sent them, go and preach. Then when they obeyed, verse 20 says, they went because of 15. Can you see it? They went forth because of 15. Everywhere. Do you see? And what was happening? The Lord who sent them was working with them. And he was confirming the word. Confirming the word. That is why if you go through a list like what we did last night. And he says, I thank God that in this year I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. Well, since that is the message that God has given. God is going to work with the one who sent it. The one who gave it to us. God is going to work with that person. And he's going to confirm the word with signs following. Does it make sense? Yes. That's why you need to take it seriously. You need to snap out of religious mode. And start taking these things literally. You know. Because you're committed to it anyway. Do you understand? It doesn't cost you more time to believe than not to believe. If you're going to leave your home and drive through the traffic and come all the way and come to church here and sit here for two hours, you might as well just believe what is happening here too. Because it won't cost you extra time to believe. (laughs) Neither does it cost less. To not believe. So since you're paying the price already. You might as well get your money's worth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Get your time's worth. Amen. God has given him to us. And God has given him words to speak to us. And the Lord is working with him. God is working with him. God is working with him. And God will confirm those words. With signs following. So expect to see all those blessings in your life. I said amen. Amen. Expect to see those blessings. Expect to see those confessions. Expect to see those declarations. Expect to see them in your life. Because God has given them to us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Well, it sounds as though I have preached. But I was actually introducing a preacher. (laughs) Do you understand? Yeah. So I want you to really be patient because I'm going to let him explain what he means by our year of thanksgiving or being thankful. Do you understand? And I want, that's where we're going today. So I want you to hear it and flow with it. Believe it. And know that this is what God has given us. And let's see where that takes us in 2023. Can I have an amen? The Bible says if you believe his prophets, you will prosper. Yes, if you believe his prophets, you will prosper. Peter believed Jesus and he prospered. Yes, he threw away his experience. He threw away his previous knowledge and his previous encounter with the ocean and the fish. He threw away even his frustration. Yeah, because you know, when Jesus found them, they were already depressed. They were mending their nets. 
You know, it's painful when you've gone all night, you caught nothing, and the, no- the net is also spoiled. <laughs> you get it. So, you are sitting there and you're mending this net, and then here comes a preacher who wants to borrow your boat. You know, you could have told him something <laughs> that he will never forget <laughs> all his life. That next time, choose right. <laughs> When you go to the beach and you see a fisherman, a fisherman who has come back mending his net, you know, mind how you interfere with his life, you know. But instead, he threw away all those feelings and all those frustrations. Throw away some things in 2023. Throw away the old stuff. I don't know what you are frustrated by and frustrated with. I don't know who has upset you or who is trying to upset you. But just throw all those things away. You deserve a new beginning. You deserve a new life. You deserve a chance to make it. You deserve a fresh year and a fresh opportunity. You deserve it. And if God has kept you alive, you know, you might as well give yourself a chance at it. Towards the end of the year, it seemed like people were rushing to die. Because so many people were dying. Said, this one is dead. This one is dead. It seemed like everybody was trying to die before they see this year. But look at you. God has allowed you to cross over. It means something. It means something. It means something. If you're here, it means something. So give yourself a chance at experiencing what it means. Can I have an amen? amen? Lift up your right hand and say, I will give myself a chance. At a fresh start. Say 2023 is a new beginning for me. It's a new beginning for me. I receive my opportunities in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Right. So let's go straight to the word of God with our prophet and our pastor and let's hear what God has to say to us. He's preaching this at the Kodesh which is um, Kodesh is his former church. That's where he used to preach every Sunday. Now he preaches at First Love Church. But this is the Kodesh. Right. Okay. To welcome you because this service has been broadcasted throughout the whole UD and it's not happening anywhere else but right here at the holy hill the seat of bishop himself ladies and gentlemen I want you to know that we have a great father a marvelous man somebody who lives practically and shows you the word of God practically bishop thank you so much for honoring me by coming to the Kodesh, even on 31st of December, ladies and gentlemen, church, I want us to welcome our father, Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills. Thank you so much, Bishop. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Let us pray. Father which art in heaven, we are grateful for tonight. 
and for bringing us to this point two hours more into the new year. Thank you for taking care of us all through the year, giving us victory after victory, causing us to triumph over darkness and over wickedness. Thank you for blessing us, blessing our lives with life and health and strength that we are here today in your presence. We give you thanks. And on this very last day of the year, we pray that you fill our hearts and our eyes and our souls with revelation and with wisdom and with direction. We are grateful, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everyone shouted, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, how many are excited about day three at the Kodesh? Day three. Now, when I was coming somebody said to me hey like joke like joke this 21 days then it's coming this kodesh people <laughs> i think some people they didn't believe the 21 days were real days but by the grace all 21 days are going to be accomplished amen Well, welcome to everyone else who is alive and watching. I've received information from Tokyo, from Sydney, Australia, from Fiji. They've all entered the new year and they are giving good reports. Clap for the new year. Hallelujah. They entered before us and they said we should come, but it's okay. So we'll be there by the grace. Amen. Now, I want you to take your seats for a moment. And uh, 2023 is our year of being thankful. Amen. Being thankful. So, I want to share with you what that means, just a little, and then we pray, and then I'll be crossing over to the other side. Amen. So, it's a year of being thankful. Now, being thankful is in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. It says, and let the peace of God, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which you are also called in one body. And be ye thankful. And be ye what? Thankful. So it's a year of being thankful. 
full of thanks. From January to December, you'll be saying thank you. Can I hear your loudest amen? From January all the way to December, you'll be saying thank you, 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 thank you. There will not be even one month where you will not say thank you. Amen. Now, why is that? It is because giving thanks is one of the greatest keys to releasing miracles and God's involvement in your life. In John chapter 4 and verse, John chapter 6 and verse 23, the Bible says, How be it, there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that, the Lord had given thanks. So, this is John chapter 6 and Mark chapter 6 have the multiplying of the bread. That is the greatest miracle. And it was so profound that they wanted to make Jesus a king. No, there's no miracle that Jesus did that they wanted to make him a king. That no raising of the dead, no healing that provoked them so much that they wanted to make Jesus a king. Only the multiplication of the bread. It was so something. The way six loaves and two fishes or five loaves and two fishes became I mean enough to feed 5,000 people it, it was astounding and it was shocking and the people were shocking yes they were shocking and they, 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 they said this is an, an, an abnormal person an unusual person and they wanted to make him a king but when they referred to this miracle, they just said, the place where Jesus gave thanks. Because he performed the miracle by just giving thanks. Yes. He didn't perform them. He didn't pray. He didn't say any miraculous words. He didn't lay hands or do anything. He just gave thanks. So they, when they referred to it in John 6, 23 in bracket they said the place where jesus gave thanks yes and that's the great miracle now giving thanks provokes the greatest miracles in your life if only you can remember to be a person who gives thanks i remember one time i went to a certain country and i i played golf there when I finished playing, you know, the caddies were, there were two caddies, you know, and actually the caddies were even ladies. In Ghana, caddies are men, but these were, they were ladies. So anyway, when I finished, I said, I want to give them, I wanted to give them some dollars because I was in a foreign country, I, don't, I didn't have their money. When I, when I wanted to give them this money, they said, no, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't want you, 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 that money. We want our own money. 
And their money was this like plenty, but it has very little value. You get it? You know, these countries which have plenty. I don't know why you are making noise. But you know, they didn't know, they didn't know what a dollar was. So what they wanted was something small about when you change it, it will be about six dollars or maximum ten dollars. And I was going to give them more, much more than that. But they just wanted that one. Anyway, so I gave them the one that I had, which was more than what they thought. Now they were so moved. They were so moved by that. I think instead of 10, I gave them $20, something like that. They almost wanted to worship me. I mean, they were not going to worship me, but they, I mean, you could see. And I was so moved, and my golf partners were also moved because we are not from that country. And I thought to myself, oh, they are so thankful. I want to give them something more than that. So, when I got back, listen, when I got back, I spoke to one of the people that I went with, and the person had already said, ah, we should go and give them something more. Everybody, we, we all had the same mind. And that mind came to us because of the thankfulness of the people. Yeah. Sometimes when you give someone something and you, the person is so grateful, you realize that, oh, but this is something small, but the person is almost worshipping you for that small thing. It provokes more miracle power. And that is why this is a year of being thankful every day when God will look at you and say, wow, look at the way he's saying thank you. I gave, the pe- I gave her a Hyundai and she's so thankful. I will give them a BMW. and it's going to release a lot of miracle power in your life in 2023 in the name of Jesus so the greatest miracle attitude is thankfulness amen and I want you to have this thankfulness now you'd be surprised that in the last days, all right, certain moral blemishes are going to be released into the world. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2, it says, uh, in fact, from verse 1, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters. These are about 13 blemishes, moral blemishes, that are going to characterize the last days. And in this list of terrible sins, 
you have covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, and right there, you have something in the list which will show you what type of thing it is. It's unthankful. Yes, unthankful. Unthankful is right next to unholy. There must be sisters or brothers. Unthankful. And what's the next one? Verse 3. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. I mean, it's a terrible list. Traitors, heavy, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. This is a terrible list. And right in this list, listed among co-equals, is the characteristic of being unthankful. Just unthankful. Not thankful. Not thankful. People that are unthankful are often demonized. Are you listening to me? And that is why throughout 2023, I want all my children, my sons, my daughters, my church members, and anyone that is under my leadership or influence to decide to learn to be thankful and to be thankful throughout the year whatever it is that God gives to you or to me Amen now in Romans chapter 1 let's read from verse 20 It says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are understood. Verse 21. Because when they knew God, they did not glorify him. They they did not glorify him and neither were what? They were not thankful. You see that being thankful and not being thankful... Is a very dangerous characteristic. It says, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, and neither were thankful. And what happened when you are not thankful? But they became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. So when you are not thankful, your thoughts become useless. And you start to think in the wrong way. And the Bible says, their foolish heart was darkened and they became vain in their imagination. And when your heart is darkened, it means that you can't see well. You can't think well. When, 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 if the lights were off here, when you can't see well, you can't move well. So when you become unthankful, 
You can't see things properly. Your heart is darkened. And you start to grope in darkness. And you are definitely going to be hurt. And how did this come about? Because when God showed them who he was, they did not glorify God, but, and they were not thankful. They were not thankful. And when they were not thankful, their foolish heart was darkened, and their imaginations became their thinking. The thoughts that were coming to their mind were stupid thoughts, vain. The Bible calls it vain, foolish, stupid, useless. Useless way of thinking. Useless way of thinking comes when you are not thankful. You become demonized. You become full of memory, criticism. And that's what happened to the Israelites when they were on the way to the promised land. Instead of being thankful for the miracles that God gave them, going through the Red Sea, feeding them with manna, they were not thankful, but they complained and complained and complained and complained and complained and their, their mind was darkened. When we read the Bible, we ask ourselves, why were they like this? Why were they accusing Moses? Why were they fighting with Moses all the time? Why? Why? Is it that, is it that Moses has done something to save them from being slaves? Is it that Moses, had, uh, Moses was a wicked man? Is it that Moses was an evil man? Is it that he had done something? What has he done? And they criticized, they criticized, they criticized. Bible says that they did not glorify God, neither were they thankful. Then immediately the opposite comes and the person looks like a mad person. We all read, when we read this story of the Israelites coming through the Red Sea and how they grumbled and remembered and God said, you stay in the wilderness. All of us detach ourselves from it because it looks too stupid. If they delivered you from slavery, why are you not moving on? With pillar of fire by, by, by night and pillar of cloud by day, are you not happy? So when we look at it, we can't relate with it. It looks stupid. Because when you are not thankful, your foolish heart is darkened. And your imaginations become useless. And you act like a fool. And you act like a madman. And you speak like a fool and you speak like a madman. So, being thankful... It's a great, great uh, key, even it protects you. That is why children of rich people are often foolish. Ch children of rich people, many times they are foolish. Because they are not thankful. Shh, they are not thankful for what they have. They drive cars, they live in houses, they go to places nobody has ever been to, and they are not thankful. And you see them complaining and criticizing their father and grumbling and being discontented and quarreling about all kinds of things, and they are not thankful. That is what makes people foolish. 
I watched a movie once. I don't know. I'm sure many of you have watched it. There was a man who made a, a video of himself when he was alive. And he said, when, if you are watching this video, it means I'm dead. And he asked, how was the funeral and everything? I'm sure the funeral was okay. And you guys, so anyway, I've inher- I want you to inherit something. If you are going to inherit, you have to do this. And then everything that he said, the son had to do it. What was the movie called? Ultimate Gift. Yes. Yeah. Ultimate Gift. The movie lovers. Go and watch it. But you see again, children that are not grateful. They have everything. And neither are they thankful. Look at that scripture again. Romans chapter 1 and verse 21. Because when they knew God, when you know certain things, they did not glorify God, neither were they thankful for all that is done for them. Then what happens? They become vain in their imaginations. They become like monsters and mad people. That's amazing. Now let's look at Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. It says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving abounding in establishment and abounding in being rooted you abound in it you abound in establishment with thanksgiving you become more stable in what has been given to you by thanksgiving look at the verse i'm not inventing a verse it says rooted and built up and established as you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving you abound in your establishment the more grateful and the more thankful you are and that is why this is a year of being thankful you become more established throughout this year as you are thankful Don't wait till it's too late. The other day I was standing by someone. His wife was lying on the bed. She was dead. And I said to him, she looks so beautiful now, doesn't she? She looks so beautiful as she lay there quietly. Many times our thankfulness and our appreciation of something wonderful and something great it's only there when the thing is gone that we see, look at a nice thing, look at a wonderful thing, look at, look at a great thing. If I was dead now, lying in a coffin in front here, many of you would see my value go up a hundred times from what it is to you today. Till you know, you will not know. That is why thank you must come from your mouth and from your heart. 
Not just with your mouth and in your heart you are grumbling. But from your heart and from your mouth, from January all the way to December, you must be a thankful person. May this message be with you in your heart. And I promise you, throughout 2023, you are going to experience the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Now, I have these prayers and blessings which I want us to be thankful for in 2023. And we're going to take it very quickly. And I'm going to pray with you. So number one. Lord, I am thankful. You can put it up. I believe you already have it. But I was going to introduce it to you now. It says, Lord, I am thankful that in 2023, I have the blessings of never going backwards, but forwards. Amen. Forward only. In 2023, I am going forward in my life and my ministry. Receive that. You're going forward. In Jesus' name. Now, in John 21, Simon Peter said to them, I go fishing. Now, Peter was going back. How do you go fishing when you've been trained to serve the Lord? And he went back, backwards. It was the Lord again showing mercy. The Lord sometimes behaves like Google Maps. Patiently, he would just say the next, when you miss the turning, okay, the next turning. It's never, have you noticed the Google Maps? It's never annoying. I told you to turn left. I told you to do a U-turn. It just, it just gives you the next message. Coolly. There are many times I've looked, I listen to Google Map. I say, hey, this person is patient. Never angry. Peter went fishing. But I want to thank God. And everybody lift your hands and say, I'm thankful that I'm going forward. I'm not going backwards. In Jesus' name. How many believe God that next year by this time, you can say in your life that I went forward in 2023 in Jesus name I didn't go backwards I didn't go I didn't reverse in my life I didn't return to to nonsense and to vomit I went forward in the name of Jesus Christ number two Lord in 2023 I am thankful that I have the blessing of finding what I have been looking for. Whatever I couldn't lay hands on in up till now, I shall find in 2023. Now, and he said, Jesus said to them, cast your net on the right side and you shall find. You shall what? You shall find. May you find, look, whatever is elusive, whatever is dodging you, whatever is escaping, whatever you are not laying hands on. In 2023, Lord, I thank you that I'm laying hands on it in the name of Jesus. Amen. How many believe God that you are going to be thankful? So, and I want you to thank God 
throughout this year from now lord i'm thankful i'm thankful for this thank you thank you that i found it i found it there's a song which says i found it i want you to say thank you lord i found it i'm finding it and i found it number three lord i thank you i am thankful that throughout this year i shall experience are you reading it your involvement in all my ways amen amen how many want god to be involved i see some angels being involved in everything god's involvement in everything i am doing is yielding a better outcome i thank god i'm becoming more healthy and more wealthy in 2023 because god is arranging and organizing for me hallelujah in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths this year nobody is going to do anything without involving god only a madman puts god aside and say god i don't need anything don't say any word of god let no 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 in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path jesus the bible says that and when they came to the land jesus said cast your net on the right side wow right side difference between right side and left side right side and left side but jesus is involved he says right side so right side right side receive right side receive right side now when they came to the land there was already a fire coals of fire there was already grilled fish not the one they not the one they were bringing on jesus had grilled another fish receive your grilled fish and bread there was also bread jesus has brought bread you don't get bread from the sea but jesus had brought bread may the lord organize for you the whole year every little thing that you need 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 in the name of jesus christ number four lord i am thankful that in 2023 i have the blessings of a son and a daughter how many have the blessing want to be a son somebody will bless you say my son be blessed if somebody calls you my son it's a very great thing i am thankful that i shall be dealt with as a son and a daughter how many want to be dealt with as a son or you want to be dealt with as an employee or dealt with as a church member no you'll be dealt with as a son or a daughter and i am thankful that i can experience rebukes chastening correction with a good attitude i shall bear the peaceable fruit of righteousness holiness and specialness that come through being chastened and corrected even when it is not a joyous experience amen oh yes hebrews chapter 12 and verse 7 it says if you endure chastening god deals with you as sons 
God is dealing with you as a son. If you can endure it, God is dealing with you like a son. You know, you can have a lot of employees, but then one of the employees may be your son. And people may notice that he's dealing with him as his son. Because there's a difference between a son and an employee. So when he says that God dealeth with you as a son, it's a revelation that, hey, it means he's dealing with you specially. And how is the special? How is the special scene? In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 10, it says, For they were chastened after their own pleasure, that we might be partakers of his holiness. To be holy is to be special. Yeah. You know, when you say holy, it doesn't mean not no fornication. But we have holy tabernacle, holy door, holy table, holy cloth, holy whatever. It means a special cloth, a special table, a special door, special. So when you are dealt with as a son or when you are rebuked, you are being dealt with as a son. Or, and you are partakers, look at it, of holiness or specialness. Hebrews chapter 12. Yeah. For their own pleasure, but that we might be partakers of his special behavior. God is making you special. That's why he can say what he thinks to you. When you are not a son, they don't say what they think. When you are not a son, they just say, oh, okay, mm, 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 okay, no, thank you. All right, say you, thank you, bye, bye. Okay, yeah, 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 thank you, okay. But when you are a son, then they talk plenty talking. <laughs> With explanations and illustrations and stories. Hey! scripture now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous but afterward afterward it yielded it gives up the special fruit of righteousness to them that are exercised thereby so i want you to be thankful throughout this year because i see that some people cannot take any kind of correction especially if you've been around for some time if you've been around for some time, you can't take correction. What does it mean being around for some time? Being around for some time, listen carefully. You see, there's something called the pride of life. Life brings pride. The more life you have, the longer you've had life, the more pride you have. So people who have been around for longer and have had life longer have more pride. It's the pride of life. Life's pride. It's a pride that comes as a, as a result of life. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, 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 it's pride that comes as a result of living, living around and life. And so you find out that older members, older people, older pastors have more pride. Have more pride because they've lived longer and been around longer. Yes. Now why can you talk to me like that? Do you know who I am? Do you know how old I am? Hey, why do you say this? Ah, da, 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 da. Hey. And they, they've forgotten that they are sons. <laughs> they are more conscious of the fact that they, they are whatever they, ha- they are in life. Yeah. 
life's pride. Yes, the pride of life. Yeah. So, so as people get on, you can't correct them. That's why when you try to bend an old tree, it just breaks. The pride of life. Yeah. But I want to say to everybody who thinks you've been around for years, that you need in this year to say, Lord, I thank you and I pray that I will be a son and a child of God. That God can deal with me as a child. He can chasten me. He can advise me. He can correct me. But when you are humble and you are a child and you are corrected, you say, yes, daddy. When they slap you, you say, thank you, Jesus. When they came, you say, amen, I receive it. <laughs> but when you are proud, ah, you say, what? Even when they take the cane, you hold the cane and say, what do you mean? Before you realize you are turning it into taekwondo. <laughs> In fact, you, you even came your father. <laughs> Life's pride. There are people who have spoken to me, they will never speak to me that way if it wasn't the fact that they've been around for some time. When they were younger, they were like little mice. And I could speak to them, I could say anything to them. But now, if I try to correct them, ah, it will bring up a big storm. They are grown up. Life's pride. Yes. And that is why there are a whole lot of people, the only relationship you have to have with them is, uh, hello, oh yeah, yeah, hello. Merry Christmas, oh good, happy new year. <laughs> Just give these fake smiles and then be moving on. That's all. That's all you can do. You can't say nothing about nothing. Dare not, dare not. One day I rebuked someone, the person saw me after, it was in church, the person saw me after, thank you for using me as an example. Because I realized that the fact that you used me as an example, it was because you saw me in a certain way, that's why you used me as an example. Yeah. You, you saw me in a certain way, that's why you used me as an example. If you didn't see me or think of me in a certain way, you never have used me as an example. Because you could have made me offended. But you saw me that this is not something that would disturb me. Yeah. The pride of this life. Yeah. So, I thank God. God should be able to correct you. Yes. God should be able to correct And I tell you that as long as we are leading the church, whatever we have to correct, we'll correct it. We are not going to allow the church to go anyhow, this way, this way, that way. We didn't become one of the largest churches with buildings and churches all over the world by just allowing anything to be done anyhow. No, no, that's not how it happened. That's not how things are built. Perhaps you don't know. So this year, lift your hand and say, I thank God I shall be dealt with as a son, a child, a son in the house, and a daughter. Yeah. Hey, when the daughters become proud, it's wild, though. <laughs> Number five. Hey, my time is going on. 
Number five. Lord, I thank you for the restoration of humility in my life. Because I have discovered uh, that a lack of humility is the explanation for every defect, every failure, and every sin in my life. This is a quotation from Andrew Murray. Some of you, and he's a very famous old uh, teacher. He has a very beautiful book on humility. This is a quotation from him. Yeah, yeah. He said, every defect in anybody and any failure in anybody is as a result of a loss of humility. In fact, he said that Jesus came to restore humility. That's why Jesus came, to bring back humility. Because pride is the root of every problem. If you're not proud, you will not react or behave in a certain way. No, it cannot happen. It's not possible. If we were not proud, we wouldn't. We, if we were not proud, we would ask for help. <laughs> Say, help me, help me with this, help me with this, help me. As a nation, we would ask for help. Lord, I am thankful. Matala masota balandabara. Everybody say, Lord, I am thankful for the restoration of humility into my life. I have discovered that the lack of humility is the explanation for every defect, every failure, and every sin in my life. Through humility, God will give me grace in 2023. Through humility, I am thankful. God will not resist me. God will not oppose me. In Jesus' name. Amen. James chapter 4 and verse 6. What does it say? He gives more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud. And gives grace to the humble. This year God will not resist you. God will not fight you. Can you imagine demons are fighting you and God also decides to fight you? That's too bad. Let's read it again. Lord, I am thankful. Point number five. Lord, I am thankful for the... Rest- Let's all say it together. Ready, go. Lord, I am thankful for the restoration of humility into my life. Because I have discovered that a lack of humility is the explanation for every defect, failure, and sin in my life. Through humility, God will give me grace in 2023. I am thankful that God will not resist me or oppose me in 2023. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. 
Lift your hand and just thank God for humility. That I want you all through this year, be thank Lord, I thank you that you are restoring humility in my life. I thank you that you are restoring humility. I thank you that you are restoring humility back into my life. Humility. That will be a humble, even though the pride of living, the pride of this life is trying to come and envelop me and cover me. Thank you for restoring humility so that your grace will be upon me all through my life. I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, yes. Number six. Lord, I am thankful that throughout this year, I have the blessings of being faithful and loyal. Wow. Let's say together, all through the year 2023. Let's read it together. I shall never be ungrateful. I shall never repay good with evil. I shall never be a liar. I shall never be a deceiver. I shall never be a Judas. I shall never be an Absalom. I am thankful that one day I shall hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servants. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Proverbs 28 and verse 20. It says, A faithful man or a loyal man shall abound with blessings. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. When you are loyal and faithful, you will abound with blessings. Yeah. There are people who are promoted only because they are faithful. Like they are not remarkable or outstanding in their work but they are just faithful yeah it's a very great quality yeah tell your neighbor Charlie this year dear Charlie you are not going to be Absalom or you are not going to be Judas or this ungrateful I mean wicked uh, whatever no 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 in Jesus name I forbid that that thing will come on you in the name of Jesus hmm what a blessing Number seven, Lord, I am thankful that in 2023, all my steps are guided by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that I have the blessings of not making any missteps, false steps or mistakes in 2023. In Jesus' name. Let's take it again. Let's all say it together. Lord, I am thankful that in 2023, all my steps. Thank you, Jesus, that I have the blessing of not making any missteps, false steps, or mistakes in 2023. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know, when I use this word, misstep or false step, I always remember the prophet Abraham. Because Kenneth Hagin had a prophecy. And he said, before the year, he said it before the year, I, I forget which year it was, before, before 60 something or something is gone, a great man whom God is using, will make a false step 
and I will, he will be removed from the field. Now, always this, this word, false step, misstep. And Abraham was driving in December, just at, before Christmas, around Christmas. And he met a car that had only one light. Yes. He was a very, very great. Abraham was greater than all the prophets and the pastors. He was, he was something. Yeah. But Ezekiel and Hagen had given himself before that year was out, and it was two years before. And someone who stands at the forefront of the ministry will make a false step or a misstep, and he will be taken out. So, when I say this, that all through 2023, you are not going to make any false step or misstep. Yes. False step or misstep or mistake. Yes. It's a very great thing. It's a very, very great thing. And throughout this year, may the Lord help you. You are not making any misstep, false step, or mistake in 2023. I pray for you and I pray this for all my children and for all of us that God will guide your very leg and your very foot and your step. You shall not make any misstep or mistake of false step in 2023. Receive this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Mm. Number eight. Lord, I am thankful that I have the supernatural blessings of obedience in 2023. I'm thankful that I shall have many sudden breakthroughs through obedience in 2023. Jesus told Peter, you fish all night, put your net in. And Peter said, look, I have done this all night, it's my work. Nevertheless, at thy word, may you experience the breakthroughs, sudden breakthroughs of obedience, obedience. Hallelujah. Number eight. Lord, I am... Is it number eight or number nine? Number nine. Lord, I am thankful that I have the blessing of expressing my love to Jesus by feeding the sheep. I am thankful that in 2023, I can help in the work of pastoring the churches. This year, you are going to be a pastor. This year, you are going to help to look after God's people. You know something? Just some recently, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And he said to me, do you love me? I said, Lord, you know I love you. Then he said, feed my sheep. Feed my people. Have the meetings you have. Come feed them, talk to them, preach to them. That's why I'm here, I'm talking. I should feed, I shouldn't stop talking, I should feed and keep talking. If you love me, feed my sheep, talk to the people and feed them with the word of God. I shouldn't stop saying what I'm saying and preaching. That's what he told me personally. And I thought that instead of keeping it to myself, I would rather let it be a blessing for everybody. That if you love Jesus in 2023, 
we are going to be talking and feeding and preaching and teaching and doing God's work. Yes. And expressing the love of God. And 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. It says that I has not seen and ear has not heard what God has prepared, prepared for those that love him. Which means for those who feed the sheep. You can, you can remove that part, what God has prepared for those that love him. And you can change that, you can change it to those that feed the sheep. I has not seen, ear has not heard, what God has prepared for those that feed the sheep. Because Jesus said, if you love me, feed the sheep. It's too deep for you. I think, I think I'll stop. I'm going to, I'm going to another church where... They want to hear such things. Hmm. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Hmm. Number 10. I'm thankful that in 2023, I have the blessings of going to all nations and helping to go to all nations. How many are going to help to go to all nations? I am thankful that I can help with the work of evangelism. I have the blessing of catching 153 fishes, which represent all souls in 153 nations. You know, this, this, Peter then caught 153 fishes when Jesus told them, cast your net. Many people believe that that was the 153 nations. You know, the nations, we count them differently. Yeah. And in those days, I mean, how many nations are there? They keep on changing because we keep on fighting and dividing North Korea, South, North, South, North, South, West, East, and all that. Yes. But the real one is probably 153. You are involved in all nations' work in Jesus' name. And this is a blessing for you and a blessing for me. Amen. I thank God for the blessing of evangelism. Amen. Number 11. I am thankful. Let's all say that together. I am thankful that I am delivered from all my fears. Whatever tormented me, tested me, frightened me, and harassed me in 2022 has practically come to an end in 2023. Give the Lord a shout of praise. How many believe that you are delivered from all your fears? Psalm 34 verse 4 I sought the Lord and he heard me And delivered me from all my fears Whatever you are afraid of uh, Whatever has frightened you and shaken you In 2022 As we enter into 2023 And as this year is ending and dying That thing is also ending and dying In the name of Jesus And finally, number 12. I am, let's all read it together. I am thankful for good news throughout 2023. I shall achieve and accomplish all my life goals and dreams in 2023. By my faith in the prophetic word, I shall be turned into another man this year. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon me and thou shalt prophesy 
and thou shalt be turned into another man. Every standing, please. Everyone standing. How many believe that these blessings are real and are coming upon your life? Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, I want to give you thanks for everyone who has been part of these 12 blessings for 2023. Lord, we have just heard them, but we are going to soak them in. And we are going to pray with them. And we believe that every word that is spoken shall come to pass. Bless the sons and the daughters. Bless us with humility. Bless us with breakthroughs. And bless us with every single fulfillment of prophecy. Of all these blessings and prayers. I pray for all my children across the whole world. My sons, daughters, churches, members, and affiliates churches and all those that you have given to me lord ah bless them with all these 12 blessings i thank you that these words shall come to pass practically thank you that everyone that is here will come back in the end of 2023 and will be present in 2023 at the end of 2023 thank you for life and good news all throughout 2023 we shall be saying thank you and we shall be hearing good news we give you thanks and we give you praise for your blessing for everyone in Jesus' name. And everyone shouted, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, before I leave, I want to say something. And I, I want to look at it from Philippians chapter 4. And I'm going to read from verse 10 I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished wherein you were also careful you were careful but you lacked opportunity amen I read from the American, it says, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. You know, I want to take a special prophetic offering before I leave and pray over it. Anyone who's watching online, anywhere, listen. There's a word here, he says, you, you have revived your care. But he said, you always cared, but you lacked opportunity. You lacked what? Opportunity. I want to say that uh, you have an opportunity now. The opportunity to build the church. You see, today, we are building these 500 churches that one person can sponsor to build one. We are at 400 and something. But apart from that, Many, many cathedrals in the Brongahafo region, we are building 21 different cathedrals. Cathedral, not the small churches. Different, different towns. Mim, Gosu, I mean, those of you who know. 
And in the Ashanti region, we are building 23. Apart from that, we are building something like the Kodesh in the part of Kumasi. As I'm speaking now. Now, the church, this, this just the Kodesh, is building 13 or 12 uh, cathedrals in the Volta region from Rara all the way to Keta. I'm just saying something that, and then internationally, all over the world, we are building. In Burkina Faso, we are building seven different steel cathedrals. They are all on the ground. In Benin, the same thing, seven of them. In Cote d'Ivoire, six new ones apart from the ones that are there already. In Boake, Abidjan, different places. All over. And there's no country that Nigeria, we are building beautiful. You should see the churches in Nigeria now. Jos, Ibadan, Abiokuta, Calabar, all over. Epe, Lagos, it's wonderful. So, what I'm talking about, Paul said that you didn't have the opportunity to give. There was nothing to give to. I met Kenneth Hagin once and I had one opportunity to give to him. And I never saw him again. I just had one chance. When that chance came, if I didn't sow a seed in his life, that was it. In the hope I had one chance to sow a seed in his life. And I did. Two weeks later, he was dead. Yeah. They were come asking me for funeral donations. I said, oh, I've already done whatever. I've given funeral donations. I am saying that you are in a church that there is an opportunity to join to build things and we are all going to go off this world it's just a matter of time and what we built will be there for god so this i just want you to know maybe you think that oh every church is building this building that building that building that no 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 this is an this is a chance this is a great chance to be involved in Building something that you built because I cannot build it. I cannot even raise that money. I can only encourage a lot of people to do. And I'm thankful to the lay people. They've done so much. The lay, um, lay people have done so much. I always knew that the lay people were powerful and great. So on this 31st night, you know, I want to encourage everybody who has you've never known that this is an opportunity i alone can build single-handedly one church do it now that you have the chance this is your opportunity to help the kodesh is building you see bishop need traveling to kjb Rarafad, all, all over this is our chance me i'm doing my best me i'm doing my best i mean when i'm when i'm gone i'm gone finish yeah I came to build churches and to do the work of God. That's it. This is my chance. I'm alive. I know people who are not alive. And this, he says, you lacked opportunity. <laughs> I've not thought about it. How many realize you've not thought about it that way before? You, you didn't have the opportunity. There was nothing to give to. Yeah. One day I'll do, one day I'll do, one day I'll do, one day I'll do. No. This is the time. And I want us to believe God. You know, all across, everywhere God will use us. Let's join our hearts. 
to do the one project that Jesus is doing. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's it. It's only one verse and it's only once that it is mentioned. And Jesus said, it's the only thing that he's doing. I will build my church. Has made me respect the church all through my life. A church is a wild thing. Yes, it's a wild thing. That's why the death of the Pope Benedict, God bless him, you know, is announced. The church is not a small thing. You can try to push the church away. And you can try to trivialize and minimize its importance, its involvement, and whatever. But you will be forced to face the church and the reality that the church is more important and lasting than any organization or business or anything in the world. You can't trivialize, you can't minimize, you can't do away with the church. So let us, as we have opportunity, those outside, inside, those watching, as we have opportunity, let's mobilize our hearts. Let us not be distracted. No, 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 no. Let's not be distracted by anything. Ah, for your information, the church is working. It's growing. It's better, stronger, larger than ever before. But we must do what we are supposed to do whilst we are here and we have the chance. And we are doing it with all our As for me, I'm fo- we have built more churches and more in these last three years than any other time since the church began. And we are going to, you see, a time is going to come when I will announce to you new and mighty, but I don't want to say certain things now, new and mighty things, but all these things that we are doing, let us do them with all our heart. Yeah, because I need your heart to join with my heart to do these things. I thank God for many of the lay people. I just told them, I just met with them one day. I just said, there were about 10 or 12 of them. I said, let's build this. And that is 500 churches they built. These lay people, lay pastors. Yeah, that is it. Just one small meeting. No much talking. They just said, we'll do it. So God bless you. And I want to, that, I, even though we pray, all these blessings are your blessings. We've, I've written it. You can go and pray with it. But I want us to, not just what we are giving right now, but even for the whole year, know that, Charlie, we have an opportunity. When my father died in 1994, what struck me about my father was that he wasn't talking again. Yeah, he wasn't talking. Because he, he was a strong person, he, he has everything to say. But when he was dead, he didn't talk again. Up till today, he has never spoken. One day, if you live longer than me, I don't know which of us is going to live longer, but if you live longer than me and you see that I'm gone, what you notice is that I'm not saying anything anymore. I'm not raising any fun. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm not asking anything. I'm, I'm, you, you notice that I'm super silent. Super silent. You lacked opportunity. This is your chance. This is our chance. Me and you, together, as a family, let us rise. What a word. Why don't you stand to your feet and put your hands together for such a powerful message that God has given us. I think we should pray a little bit about it, isn't it?
just take two minutes and just say a prayer. I'm not sure which of these blessings actually meant the most to you. But I know there are 12 of them and they all mean something to someone. So I want you to take a moment and I think we have them. Do, do we have it? Can you put it up on the uh, screen? Just roll them one after the other. Okay. And I want us to pray. Let's just pray through them. You, you put it on for like maybe um, five seconds or maybe 10 seconds. 10 seconds for each one. Enough, long enough for everybody to read through while you are praying. Amen. So take a few moments and let's pray. Let's go start with number one. Yes. And everybody just pray in the name of Jesus that you will never go backwards. That it will be forwards only this year. You are going forward in your life, in your ministry, in your finances, in your relationships. You are going forward in the name of Jesus. The blessing of finding what you have been looking for. Yes, that you will not be wandering aimlessly around in life. But that you will find what you have been looking for. Right? Yes. Number three. Yes, that God will be involved. Can you take it back to number three? Yes, God will be involved in all of your ways. God will be involved in all of your ways. That what you're doing will yield a better outcome in the name of Jesus. That you'll be more healthy more healthy this year than you have ever been and more wealthy in the name of Jesus because God is arranging. God is making connections for you and providing for you in the name of Jesus. Right? Number four. Number four. Yes. That you have the blessings of a son and a daughter. That you will be dealt with as a son and a daughter in 2023 yes that you can experience rebukes and experience chastening and experience correction with a good attitude that you will not quit the church because somebody said something about you or said something to you in the name of Jesus that you will bear the peaceable fruit of righteousness holiness and specialness that come through being chastened and corrected even when it's not a great experience even when it's not a joyous experience in the name of Jesus number five number five I am thankful for the restoration of humility pray for humility this year in the name of Jesus humility into my life yes because I have discovered that the lack of humility is the explanation for every defect, failure and sin in your life. Through humility, God will give you grace in 2023. I am thankful that God will not resist me but or oppose me this year. But God will give me grace in the name of Jesus. Number six number six Lord I am thankful that throughout this year I have the blessings of being faithful and loyal yes all through 2023 I shall never be ungrateful I shall never repay good 
with evil. The good I have experienced in this church, I will not repay it with evil in the name of Jesus. The good I have experienced from my husband, from my wife, I will not repay it with evil. The good I have experienced from my parents, I will not repay it with evil. The good I have experienced from my employers, I will not repay it with evil in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will not be a liar. I will not be a deceiver. I will not be a Judas. I will not be an Absalom. An Absalom is someone who fights against his father. In the name of Jesus. I am thankful that one day I shall hear those words. Well done. Good and faithful servant. In the name of Jesus. Number seven. I am thankful that in 2023 all my steps all my steps are guided by the Lord thank you Jesus that I have the blessings of not making any missteps or false steps or mistakes wrong judgment in 2023 in the name of Jesus that I will not make mistakes in 2023 I will not make missteps in 2023 I will not choose the wrong person I will not choose the wrong job I will not choose the wrong place I will not go to the wrong place in the name of Jesus Christ yes in 2023 number 8 number 8 Lord I'm thankful that I have the supernatural blessings of obedience in 2023 I am thankful that I shall have many sudden breakthroughs through obedience sudden breakthroughs pray for a sudden breakthrough in your life in the name of Jesus in 2023 Lord I am thankful in number 9 that I have the blessing of expressing my love to Jesus by feeding the sheep yes I am thankful that in 2023 I can help in the work of pastoring churches yes and be a basenta leader instead of being someone who is chased around with phone calls on Wednesdays being called and called and called to come for meetings you will now be the caller calling others for meetings inviting others you will be the one sharing with someone some of the things that you have learned in the name of Jesus number 10 Lord I am thankful that in 2023 I have the blessings of going to all nations I am thankful that I can help in the work of evangelism yes I am thankful that I have the blessings of catching 153 fishes which represent souls in 153 nations of the world more traveling this year that you can even be part of the healing Jesus campaign that you can be one of the supporters or that you can even increase your support that even if you are not physically in the nation you will be able to send others to the nation but I see you going to those nations pray that God will open doors for you to travel to some nations this year for preaching the sake of preaching the word of God in the name of Jesus number 11 number 
11 number 11 in the name of Jesus just pray everybody pray all these prayers and pray for these blessings that you are thankful and delivered from all your fears whatever tormented me and tested me and frightened me and harassed me in 2022 has practically come to an end it has come to an end anything that was a source of fear torment for you in 2022 it has come to an end in the name of Jesus Christ it has come to an end and the last one the last one is 2023 number 12 Number 12, number 12, number 12. Let's have number 12 in the name of Jesus. Lord, I am thankful for good news. Good news throughout 2023. I shall achieve and accomplish all my life's goals and my dreams in 2023. By my faith in the prophetic word, I shall be turned into another man this is the year of your transformation it's the year of your transformation it's the year when everything will be different for you in the name of Jesus good news great accomplishments of good goals in the name of Jesus Christ thank you what a year what a year what a year give thanks to the Lord put your hands together everybody for the Lord and say thank you Lord for 2023 thank you for 2023 my struggles are over in the name of Jesus you will not backslide in 2023 Rather, you will be one of the main people in church in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing in Jesus' name. We thank you for such great blessings, a great lineup of blessings that you have in store for us in this year. We are grateful and we look forward to their fulfillment and their manifestation. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we're going to post this. Opie Michelle, can you post it now? It's already posted, right? So if you're on the WhatsApp group, you already have it. Now, if for some reason you don't have it, I want you to come to LP Michelle right after the church service so that she can add you and so you can have it. And she'll send it to you even directly. Amen. But these are 12 prayers that we're going to be praying every, every time this, this, this um, month, um, this year. Amen. There are 12 of them. We can pray them once a month, one for each month. You know, it gives you something to work on every month. Hallelujah. Or we can pray for all 12. I want all 12 every month. Yeah. I don't think I can wait for a whole... 10 months before I start feeling wealthy and healthy. Uh, that's around number 6 or somewhere there. That's around June, Pastor Charles. I can't wait till June. You get it? Yeah, so I think I want all of them every month. I want to experience all 12 every month. All 12 every month. Hallelujah. So I want you to take it seriously. Please, God is doing you a favor. Nobody gains anything asking you to pray these prayers for yourself. Do you see what I'm saying? 
So please take these things. You've been crying to God for help. Lord, I want help. I want God to help me. These are the ways that God helps us. Do you understand? Yes. If you think you're going to see an angel open the ceiling, you know, in your room, your landlord is going to come after that angel. (laughs) So God is not going to do anything like that. But in ways that you don't even see that is happening, God is helping you. It's like growing up. It's like growing up. You never see when you change in your stature. You you just, you don't see it. But it's happening. We are in growth. You know, you're putting on weight or you're losing weight. (laughs) Do you get it? Yes. It's happening. You're growing taller. You sleep and wake up. It's happening. But it doesn't feel that way. Look, that's the same thing with the provision of the Lord. You don't feel it. There are no drastic changes. But you just suddenly realize you are there. You are there. Are you getting it? Yes. Have you ever caught your fuel gauge moving before? Have you caught it moving to empty? You don't see it. But it's happening. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. It's happening. And before you know it, it's empty. Do you see what I'm saying? So these are the things. If you've been praying and asking God to help you. And God bless me. God, these are the things that God will even give someone a vision or a revelation about what you should pray for. Do you see what I'm saying? That's a blessing. So let's take them seriously. Let's not love the world so much that spiritual things are foreign to us. These are the real things that will affect the true outcomes and ultimate outcomes of our lives. Hallelujah. Yes, these are the things that will affect us. So take them seriously. Whoever you are, wherever you are, just take them seriously. As the prophetic word. The Bible says believe in God. And you will be established. But believe his prophets. And you will prosper. Hallelujah. Believe his prophets. And you will prosper. When God. Anoints somebody for you. Believe it. And receive him as such. And the things he has given. And I believe it will make a big difference in your life. Can I have an amen? Amen. Are you grateful? How many are thankful? How many are thankful that even God will give you such a thing? It's a blessing. Amen. Amen. I love them. I love them. And I'm going to confess them every day. Confess a couple of them. Just just keep speaking it. Hallelujah. Yeah, some of you need these things. I mean, it's not like, I mean, you are bluffing too. And you need the thing too. I mean... you need to be healthy yeah your your numbers are not working you get it yeah you need you need to confess I am healthy yes you need it and then the other one once you've done the H you might as well extend it to the W (laughs) do you see what I'm saying I just switched the alphabet and Lord if if you're going to keep me healthy you might as well change the H to a W also so that I can be wealthy yeah enough of getting by 
Do you see what I'm saying? We are not talking about just, you know, the bills are paid. Just, just subsistence living. You just make enough to pay for your life. <laughs> hey. Have you not realized that there are more people than you in the world? <laughs> what about the rest of us? How are you going to bless us? If you stay at the substance level, how are you going to bless us? Aren't the rest of us looking up to you for something? We're all expecting you to be a blessing to us. Are you not expecting somebody to be a blessing to you? Yes. You expect John Jack in particular. Yes. So you see John Jack is there. He's only thinking about himself and Eni and his two kids. Meanwhile, you are expecting him to be a blessing. Especially as your baby is coming. <laughs> it's not enough to have enough for yourself. May God bless you this year to be able to touch another person. So that others can also enjoy God's goodness on your life. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, and it's going to happen. Amen. Right, let's receive communion. Let's receive communion. Yes, let's receive communion quickly. Today is the first Sunday of the year. I thought we were going to have a short service, but it's turning out to be rather a good service. Do you get it? Yeah. The opposite of short service is good service. Great service. Amen. So let's receive properly what God has for us and let's be blessed. Amen. Right. Oh, great. This is from this morning. This morning, right? Oh, awesome. That's a blessing. Fresh oil and fresh blessing in the name of Jesus. See, if you can put, put one of these blessings on your phone every day, so it looks something like this. Can you see that? Yeah, the, my, this is a verse. It's a Bible. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Uh, old things, the old has gone and the new is here. Okay, that, but this could be one of those blessings. You get it? So I don't know how they do it, but those who know how to do such things. Please do one for yourself and do some for us. <laughs> okay, those who know how to do it, please do one for yourself and do some for us. Okay, yeah, so that when we take our phones, it's a blessing. You get it? And then we look at it, we are confessing and we are confessing. So we can live with it. You know how New Year things disappear around March? Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, around March or April, it looks so much like 2022 or whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? But this year, we're not letting go. We are going forward, not backwards. In Jesus' name, amen? All right, does everybody have the communion? Everybody has it? Okay, right. Let's go to the First Love Center and join the prophet. Communion, the first Holy Communion this year. Take 
Disappointment and discouragement. Receive deliverance from every form of depression and oh, dis disillusionment. Yes. The Lord strengthen you in 2023 and sustain you throughout the whole year. Yes. Through the body of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. the blood of Jesus. Amen. Receive the cup of blessing and may your life truly be blessed. Yes. Blessed in a mighty way. The Lord give you peace. Amen. The Lord make his face to shine on you. The Lord remember you. The Lord remember your prayers. The Lord answer you in a special way. In Jesus name. Amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen.